1: I like that you immediately jumped to you want to do an upper that you wanted
2: to put the skull in your upper lip. You're you're aggressive, Al. I, I didn't like know that what that about meant. You. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> I really didn't. I just stopped putting it in the wrongs. I've never seen anybody do that, so I just figured, well, if you just put it up there, it will show that I have no idea what I'm talking about. I,
1: I think, and and having never been a heroin guy, I'm kind of guessing here, but I think that going upper lip with the chew is the equivalent of when you start doing the heroin between your toes. Like it's yep. kind of the end. Of, I just I gotta I gotta try new things. I gotta I gotta try to expand my horizons. And the upper lipper is the uh, the the new
2: horizon. Are you not my friend on Facebook anymore? I haven't an opened Facebook in. Years, okay. But was All I right. ever your friend no, on that's Facebook? Fun. That's fine. I don't know. I just made that up because of <laughs> Kyler Murray. That's okay.
1: It. So that kind of brings us back to what I want to. I'm going to tell you your favorite player, and it okay. kind of goes together with what we were just talking about with Kyler Murray getting in his feelings on social media. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read you the quote first and tell me if you like this because I think I think that knowing you the way that I do, I think you're going to like this. Focus. I don't on like getting, it. <laughs> focus. <laughs> Focus on getting better. Don't have a workout and post it on Instagram the next day and then go sit on your butt and everyone thinks you're working hard, but you're not. Work in silence. Don't show anyone what you're doing. Let your performance on Friday night and Saturday night and Sunday night show all the hard work you put in. Don't worry about all that social media stuff.
2: Do you like that? Yeah, I I don't don't think there's – anybody that can hate on that a lot of the stuff that usually goes on social it is what it is some people it's maybe it's attention whatever the case is all good people create businesses on social media they post up a couple photos sponsors are coming in money's coming in you do you but there's something about hey you don't need to show everybody what you're doing just go do it the the work in silence when i read
1: that quote i'm like you know what that it honestly reminded me of you like i'm not going to tell you i'm just going to show up i'm be prepared i'm going to do it you've said it a million times let your play be the talk right do you don't don't tell me about this just go out there and show me you're about the performance you're about the fruit on the tree not about the farming telling us about it what do you have for me you know who said that who said that joe burrow mm. Joe Burrow is the guy that was – somebody asked him on one of those those press conference Zoom things, hey, how do you – what would you tell a young kid about getting better? And that was his response, work in silence. Don't, don't post stuff on Instagram.
2: Go out and get better and let your performance speak for you. Does he uh, – what did I read? Does he not have social media or he has and he doesn't use them? I don't know. I thought I read something, and it might have been over the last week or so, where he's not uh... – at least he's not active on social or something along those lines. Yeah, that's that's a baller quote. That really is. And he's only, was he, 25, something he's along He's brand those lines. new.
1: He's his second year in the second league. Year. He's just getting started. And he's from the generation where I don't like you, so I'm going to post something on Twitter nasty about you and take down your picture because I'm in my feelings. He's of that generation, and he's having nothing of it.
2: Okay, so let's actually go into our stat here of the day. So today's stat here of the day, Joe Burrow, this is his – so he's going to start off seeing the Super Bowl. This will be just his 30th career start in the NFL. So 30th career start, and he's in the Super Bowl. Uh, Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to StatHero.com slash 710ESPN for 100% deposit match. For,
1: for comparison's sake, Al, do you know how many – I just looked it up. You know how many that Matthew Stafford has had? season 182 okay so it's he has 150 more
2: games of NFL experience than Joe okay if you'd have told me that that quote was from Matt Stafford that Mm -hmm. it made more sense to me yeah because okay here's a guy that's been in the league for X amount of years here's a guy that yeah of course he's grown up with social but it doesn't dominate his life you know he knows the later on he gets in his career and his life okay that's not that important I did not think that was coming from Burrow. That's a that's a baller. That, that's a legitimate quote so, right there.
1: Here's the favor I'm going to ask of you. I I want him to become one of your favorite players on Monday. Not before then. I I can't have any bad mojo in the air for the Rams. I can't have anything that's gonna have you pulling on the other end of the rope for me. I need I need your support going into Super Bowl Sunday. I need you to feel the way that I feel for this. I need everybody on the same page. But once we get past that, I think that's a good lane for you because the Raiders are gonna break your heart. I know you're all Raiders all the time. Four and a half weeks but- <laughs> now.
2: It's at least been four and a half
1: weeks now. <laughs> but you need to you need to get on board with I just when I read that, it really reminded. No, nah, that's cool.
2: That's uh that's 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 a, it sounds like somebody much wiser than his age let's put it that way
1: no question about it okay so Russell Westbrook got benched in overtime mm-hmm. uh, Lakers looked better with him on the bench than they did with him on the court at the end of regulation they that, let that, it,
2: by the way doesn't it feel like the Lakers knicks game was three months ago I, Bernard King had a big game and, and Kenny Skywalker he was Latrell he was taken Sprewell over well tra- in this John Starks <laughs>
1: There was a whole bunch of guys. Charles Oakley, I thought, was clutch in the third quarter. <laughs> no, it does. I ran out of players. It feels like a Derek very Harper, long time. Dave DeBusher, Phil Jackson, we could go right. way back. We could throw Bill Bradley. Go throw it way back to the early seventies. Um, what happens tonight, Al? What happens if the the Lakers, you know, maybe a little bit of a surprise, they're in the game. It's a close game late. They're playing the defending NBA champions. Giannis is doing what he does. Anthony Davis is doing what he does. LeBron's really good. But Russ is having another tough night. Yeah. Is he, on, is, he on, is he on the floor at the end of the game, or is this just the reality of
2: it? You are strictly going to get minutes based on your performance. I, I think I think he's going to get minutes either way. I think his play, I think his play is going to determine how many minutes he's going to get. Not not just even are you in? Are you in the game in critical minutes? And I want to throw this out there because I'm sure you know over the last couple of days, Laker fans uh, want to give their opinion on this as well. What, what do the Lakers do with Russell Westbrook the rest of the season? What do you do, right? What, how do you how do you balance Russell Westbrook, who's getting paid forty plus million dollars? Obviously supposed there was a there was a stat on ESPN, it said like the the three stars and it showed this was on Saturday and it was LeBron, A D and Russ and if you look at the stats I'm like please for the sake of Russell Westbrook take him <laughs> off of that, that image. Okay. That was so,
1: the equivalent of cold as ice from the Sacramento Kings. Yes, fans. that they is the equivalent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what What should the Lakers do with Russell Westbrook? You're in predicaments like this. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. And the Trav, I'll, I'll give my thoughts. What I think. Not Not only what will happen tonight, but if the Lakers are in a predicament like that again, what Coach Vogel will do.
1: All right. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. That's coming up next on Travis Lee seven ten ESPN. Keyshawn Johnson, Kirk Morrison, Buffalo Wild Wings in Burbank. Come on by 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock. Then we hand it off to you for the pregame show, the Lakers and the Warriors. You'll be doing that, but we're going to be getting you ready for the big game on Saturday at Buffalo Wild Wings, and we'll talk about all things Rams, Bengals. Get you ready for the big game, Al, as they call it when uh, we're talking about such things. But I'm excited. I, I, I'm i ready for three hours of
2: pregame. I'm ready for the Saturday show. I, I cannot get here fast enough. All right, so we got, and you'll get an opportunity tonight to kind of kick back, watch a little Lakers and the Bucks. Giannis, Anthony Davis. We threw out this question: You asked, what do you think the Lakers will do? They're in a. Let's use tonight as an example. Russ is not having one of those nights. Five minutes left in the game, uh, but there's other players that you feel more confident in. That can probably close out the game and I, paint I, me a
1: picture, Al, like because the 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 Knicks picture was so glaringly obvious, mm-hmm. right? The the Lakers were way ahead, and then Russ came in and the lead evaporated, and they had to go to overtime, and it was it was the only
2: move that vote. What if he's not quite that bad, but he's also not really making a positive impact? So listen, are are you doing other things? Are you do you have eight boards and eight assists? Like you know, are your turnovers low? There's other things. Nobody has. You don't have to just score to show that I need to be in the game. There's other parts of the game. Are you hustling back on defense, or are you uh, complaining to the ref, or a shot doesn't go up and you don't like the shot that you took? Whatever the case is, are you impacting the game? Is the question, Trav? Trav, there. Should you have emotions at this point if you're the Lakers, if you're Coach Vogel, and. There was a stretch where the only conversation about the Lakers was, is Vogel going to keep his job? Sure. Should you really have emotions other than either I'm playing guys that are getting my results or I'm not getting results? They're two games below 500 right now. They're ninth place in the Western Conference. If Russ is playing well and he's impacting the game positively, you keep him in the game. If he's not, you don't have him in the game. And sometimes it has more to do with how's this player playing, but is there another player if – Austin Reeves is playing fantastic defense and hit a couple open shots, and it just makes more sense to have him in the game. I don't really know why you argue why Russ should be in the game or not. You and I talked about this yesterday a little bit. I I think they should explore bringing Russ off the bench. I Mm -hmm. I think if you all of a sudden have Russ in there where he's the head of the snake, uh, maybe you can catch... I don't want to say lightning in a bottle, but maybe it's a better fit to have AD and Braun do what they do and then Russ do what he does best as well it's and then figure it out fit. end of the game be- based upon who's performing.
1: It's a much better fit. That's what he's really good at, right? It's it's the reason he's an MVP. It's the reason he made all those all-star games. That When he's the dude, he's a very impactful NFL, uh, NBA player. It's it's the the part that never made sense to me from the beginning and continues to not make sense is you're asking a, a square peg to go in a round hole while well, he's not a complimentary guy. So, of course, I, I think you're right. I think that that role that you're just describing may be a better fit for him because I don't have to worry about making sure that I'm not taking the ball away from LeBron or I'm getting AD activated or whatever. I can just go out and do my thing that has been incredibly effective in this league. 877 710 ESPN. Let's try... Uh, I'm following where do you, want to go you first, by the yeah. way. I'm back
2: on Twitter. I'm Thank following you. you again, good. so well, that's happening. So much better, by the man. way, I, I don't think if you, you just gave me, hey, give me your gut, you think Russ will come off the bench. I don't think that's going to happen. I think at we'll all? continue to start. What if, um, what if we get
1: more of this? What if tonight is like the Knicks, where at the end of the game, it's not very good. You bench him, and maybe you win the game. I mean, at some point, the the data, the, the reality of they're better with him, not with those guys, is going to be pretty obvious.
2: I still think I still think he'll probably start I still think he'll probably start we'll see what happens but uh, if if it was you know just kind of playing the way the season has gone so far and you got nothing to lose I try him off the bench maybe it maybe it's a better fit let's go to Burbank where I will be on Saturday at the Buffalo Wild Wings with Kirk and Key doing a little uh
1: big game preview show Kevin in Burbank Kevin you're on with Travis Lee what's up
0: oh thank you guys great show thank you for having me thanks Kevin. um you, you touched upon a lot of the things I was going to mention about uh, Russell. Is There's a fine line with him in terms of he can really, really help the team if, I believe, if he can be convinced he doesn't have to score the ball. He hasn't, you know, within one year, he hasn't lost his, his appeal to push the ball, his offensive rebounding, his court vision. He has all those things within him. He can really, really help the Lakers, and I think it's just about sitting down and having a deep conversation with him, how he can help them. And I understand he's stubborn, but I think it's the coach's uh, responsibility to, to really – because he's with the team. They're stuck with him. He can help them. It's either going to go really good or really bad.
2: So, Thank you for calling team. in, Kevin. Well, I, and by the way, Trev – He's not going anywhere. You know, for those that are oh, no. we'll just trade him at the no, he's not no, going anywhere. It's not happening. He, well, now now that could happen maybe in the off season. I mean, that's much more realistic. Um, but he's going to be on your roster the rest of the way the, the rest of the way this season. So the best thing is can you come up with the best option for him while he's here? Let's take uh let's take another one here. Uh let's go to Chris in LA. Chris, appreciate you calling in. What's going on?
4: Hi guys, love the show. Thanks for having me.
2: Thank you, man. Um, Well, Slee, I think you kind of mentioned it right
4: before I got on here. Uh, I think it all starts with the defensive side of the ball. And if he's playing good defense, then I think he can be an asset. But I'm just not seeing that. I'm seeing his hand on his hips. I'm seeing him giving up and not hustling back. And you you asked the question earlier, kind of, if you're paying this guy all this money, do you feel like you have to play him? And I think you're paying him one way or another. So I'd rather pay him not play him and win if we can do that then pay him feel like we have to play him and see what we've been seeing
1: yeah chris i the 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 money part of it i don't think is well we got to play him because he makes all this money i think it's a little more nuanced than that but to, to going back to what you said and going back to what the other caller said about, well, if we can convince him to play defense or rebound the ball or, or the first caller said, you know, convince him that he doesn't need to make scoring a part of his game, you know, or at least not as big a part of his game. Let's do the other things that, that he does well. Rebound the ball, distribute yeah, the ball. To right, play your strengths. Right. I get that. Mm-hmm. But you're, you, this this brings me right back to the crux of the problem from the beginning, which is, you are asking a guy to change who he fundamentally is at a point in his career where it's very hard for him to do that. And, and I know that this isn't a perfect apples-to-apples apples comparison, but by saying, hey, don't don't shoot anymore, don't, don't do this, be a sixth man, go, go, go. don't be the, the man anymore, it's like when the Dodgers would have acquired Max Scherzer and said, okay, listen, we know that you're this, but we really need you to be a knuckleball pitcher. It's like, yeah, but I don't do that. You're, you, why, why did you bring me here to do something that I don't do? I, I am a strikeout, fastball, slider
2: guy. I'll tell you, why, I have an answer now for Now you're me.
1: asking me to do something different. I, why did you bring me in here to do something I've never done in my life?
2: I, I have an answer for you. The reason why you're asking someone like that or someone – I remember when Russ got introduced to the Lakers. What was his number one? Hey, I I, I want to just want to win a championship. I, right. I, that's my goal. I want to as best as I can to win a championship. He got brought to a situation where the Lakers were at that point a year away from winning a championship, and adding another All Star. The thought process is, of course, everyone's going to sacrifice. LeBron is the perfect example of someone. Where you can walk on the floor with anyone on the court and LeBron will adjust his game. Okay, you know what? I need to score more. I'm going to score more. I need to dish more. I'm going to dish more. Of course, Russ is not LeBron James. But their vision that they thought, Russ, you actually can do a lot less here. We need you to do what you do well better. Trav, you know, the, the, the notion of don't shoot the ball, there's that side of it. But then there's also, no, no, just take the right shots. Drive the ball to the basket if you're already 0 for 4 from the three-point line. Uh, try to get to the free-throw line or put pressure that when I get to the hoop, I know people are going to converge on me. Now I can kick it out. He's just – there's a lot of decisions that he makes. It's not good basketball. The turnovers, four or five turnovers a game, you shouldn't have four or five turnovers a game when you're playing with Braun and Anthony Davis. It's not that you want the guy to change his game. You just want him to play more to his strengths. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not – be a different player completely. It's adjust to the players that you're playing with, and you actually have a lot less on your shoulders than you ever have in your career.
1: Yeah, I I, I just think we have a fundamental disagreement on that. I I, I don't say that to my cap- face. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's capable of doing what you just described. I think he's proven that he's incapable of doing what you just described. I didn't think he could do it at the beginning. You were optimistic that he could, but I think that it's been borne out that look, I I play basketball like this. This is how I play basketball, and you asking me to do less doesn't help me because even if you're asking me to do it less, I'm still going to do it the same, right? I make this, and this is what I do. Make fewer of them. I guess I can do that, but I'm not, I'm not going to make a different thing. I'm still going to make the same thing. I just I just never seemed like a, a great fit to me. Let's go to uh, Caesar in Long Beach. Caesar, you're on Travis and Celevo. What's up, Caesar? Hello Hello Yes
2: sir go ahead Caesar.
4: Hi! Nice, show, great show. Thanks for uh, taking my call. You got it. Uh, sorry about that. I just got home. My little puppy's going crazy. Um,
2: Bring him yeah, over to so Slee's house Westbrook. for a play date with Rookie. Yeah, what what kind of dog are we got? Rookie, Rookie's outside the door. <laughs> keeps scratching at the door, trying to get in. So we can figure this thing <laughs> out. Yeah, <you're> <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
4: yeah. So Russell Westbrook. I think. I think we're done. I think we should be done with Russell Westbrook. Honestly, I know we have to be optimistic. I know, Laker fans. You know, we have to. Uh, Always, you know, be, be optimistic and hope the best. But uh, I think I think Russell Westbrook is, you know, like you said, it's not his fault. You know, he's doing his game. He is very sloppy, but he still gives the same numbers that he's given in other teams. So, you know, it's proven that it's not going to work. You know, I think we're we're just wasting this year. If they want to win the championship, they want to have a little bit of chance. I think they can either trade for Simmons or they can trade for um, –
1: but here's the thing, Caesar, and, and I think and, and appreciate the call, and, and make sure that the dog gets a nice walk, a lot of water, and has plenty to eat. Give him a milk bone for me. Um, here, here's the thing. I think it's the one part about Russell Westbrook with the Lakers that you and I are in full agreement on. He's not going anywhere this year. He, you, you are not flipping him by. Was it Thursday's the trade deadline? He's he's yep. going to be here past the trade deadline. You yep. might be able to make a move in the off season because the expiring contract has value, et cetera, et cetera. I think we all know, but I think you and like you, you're going to have to play with him for the rest of the season. In what role and what capacity we can go around and around and around him, but he's not going anywhere.
2: Yeah, and and, and Trav that that's the one thing that I think. The question is not, hey, can you do something with Russ? The question is not, hey, is Russ going to work with the Lakers? Is there a way that you can make it work? The question is, how do you use Russ the rest of the way? That's the question. The question is, is it going to be more predicaments like that where in the game against the Knicks, you go to overtime, you tell Russell Westbrook, need you to sit over here because Taylor Hor and Tucker or Trevor Ariza are going to be playing in your spot Nobody predicted that six months ago, three months ago, a month ago. Now you've seen that happen twice. Remember the loss against the Pacers and this past game, and that's I. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I, if if you're Coach Vogel, I asked you this question yesterday, Trav. I said, do you think there's pressure on Vogel to play Russ? You thought there was pressure. I do. I I don't think at this point there's any pressure on him because this is a guy that. Virtually a couple weeks ago, everybody was talking about he's going to lose his job. And I only mention that because the the way Coach Vogel saves the season is by doing what he thinks is for the best interest of the team. If he's trying to uh, cater towards what a GM is telling him or cater towards what a player wants him to do, and they're still racking up losses, ultimately that's not good for Vogel.
1: There's a difference in that, and I want to tell you what it is. It's coming up next, plus more of your phone calls. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
3: Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple.
1: Emily nailed it. She's like he's channeling a little Emerald Lagasse with his bam what? right there in the middle of it. I'm ready for a little essence of uh Emerald. Hey. Would it be weird if I just showed up at SoFi later today, like uh, with my credential? Like, hey, I'm here. Uh, I'd, I'd mm-hmm. like to set up my my seat right now. Uh, it's I'll
2: it's drop you off t- Tuesday you off night. I can't. I can't get in. There's nothing I have that I could get in. <laughs> but it's like I know someone that's going in. That's kind of that's a cool feeling.
1: Yeah, I just I just want to get set up. I want to get familiar with my surroundings. Be ready to go. I I am going to be there very very early. I'll, I, I'm not a huge poster. But maybe I will throw some pictures up just kind of leading up to the big game. I'm uh, very, very excited about that. A dad
4: selfie, uh, may I say? (laughs) Sure. I'll give you a dad
1: selfie. I can do that. Oh, look. look, Here's the thing. The last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl, Amanda and – uh, DeMarco and I, we went down on the field before the game and it was we took a bunch of pictures down there. So Emily, be ready for lots of uh lots and, and unlike your crummy friend from the race, you get to be in the picture. So you are. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. ESPN radio brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Okay, Al, so you're talking about the pressure on Frank Vogel and I agree with this the last thing that you said about I don't think he's gonna give into to it. I, I think that he is At the point in his career where he's had enough success, he's been the head coach enough times around this league, he knows that another job is coming, even if this one comes to an end sooner than later, that he gets to make the ultimate decision. I'm going to play who I think gives us the best chance to win, and if that ruffles some feathers, I don't really care. That doesn't mean that the pressure is not being put on him to do it. You know what I mean? That that acquiescing to the pressure is not the same thing as it not existing. I think it absolutely – Russell Westbrook is a massive star in this league. If he is a huge name, if you just said to a casual sports fan, start listing NBA players' names, Russ's name's probably coming out of that guy's mouth. He's one of those guys. I think there's always going to be pressure to play your stars.
2: So I I think it'd be a different story. Let's say 15 games into the season, and all of a sudden he's taking Russ out in the fourth quarter. That's a different conversation. I think at this stage of the year where you've had – um you've had enough samples to A your team is hovering around five hundred. Do what did we say? Three, three games below, three, three games over. The That's spot. the sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> That's the number, right? So it's not like you've you, you haven't it hasn't been it's been a complete failure in the sense of what the expectations were, but the reason why I mention that is at this stage of the season, who's gonna question Frank Vogel on Saturday whether he should play uh, Russell Westbrook in that overtime game. I think the only question would be, well, okay, are we trying to win or are we not? And if you're if you're justifying that's a big time name, and I have to put him in, you're not doing what's in the best interest of the team. And that's why you know when I look at it from a, a pressure perspective, when the season started, there was a certain type of expectation and pressure and everything else. If you make a move like that ten games in, I'm with you. A lot of people are going to say, uh, "Wait a minute here." But if
1: it's in the best interest of the team not to play him, then why play him at all? When, like, I, I'm saying, why not go to the point where you've been mentioning before? If it's in the best, if the team's better with him sitting and watching sometimes like it well, is why not try what you've said which is hey let's put him with the second unit let's have him come off the bench let's have him play there if it really is best interest of the team this what they've been doing is not in the best interest of the team it's 500 team why not shuffle the deck and put him on the bench and see if he can lead the second unit like you've been saying so if, if co- there's no because i think it's the
2: pressure right so i i think there's a couple things number one it could be coming right like if it who's to say that after the All-Star oh break, goodness. they don't try something like that. Yeah. That's number one. Second thing is, Michael says this a lot. It's not who starts the game. It's who finishes the game. Who finishes the game is actually, I mean, when you really think oh, about it's it, right? it's, it's far, far more important. It's far more important. So sure. if, if it was, if you're making a statement, and I know media and everything, oh my gosh, Russ isn't starting, I yeah. get that's that would be the, yeah. the conversation, but bro, you know what's more disrespectful? And I'm not I, even I, saying disrespectful I, sends I'm a bigger 100% message.
1: With you is you're I'm not in the game in the last five minutes. But they care deeply who starts. The players themselves. Of it, course, it matters. Do. It matters a lot to them. I'm. I couldn't agree more
2: with what you said. But it makes a difference. Can Can I say this? And I, I this probably doesn't get talked about enough. But as much as we talk about Russ from our perspective, can you just for a quick second let me turn it around here? Mm-hmm. Imagine Russell Westbrook. Who came to the Lakers thinking that, oh my gosh, I got a chance to actually win a championship. Remember, he's the guy that saw Kevin Durant leave him, go to the Warriors, end up playing with this super team, and they go win championships, and he's kind of stuck in Oklahoma City. And when I say stuck as in he knew he didn't have a chance to actually compete for a championship. He's from LA. He went to UCLA. And there were fans and it wasn't it wasn't even a this just kind of shows how the season has gone but it wasn't you know a fan here or there that were booing him on saturday at crypto.com arena the hype coming into the season with him the excitement for the year who the hell would have thought this is going on and now I mean, i'm I, from russ's head like yeah. mental space can you imagine uh, how he's like, kind of looking at all this i i couldn't
1: yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> As much as I disliked it at the time, I never envisioned this. I did not envision a 500 team where he's benched at the end of games. I thought it would not be good. I thought that they would not be a championship-level team with this, but 500 and benched, you're absolutely that, – that was a – that's a, a hallucination. Like, that doesn't even make any sense At the, going back to the beginning of the season. Let's try a few more of these calls here. Let's go to uh, – let's try Michael in Los Angeles. Michael, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Mike?
0: Yes, guys, thanks for taking the call. Listen, I think y'all being way, way too hard on Russ. Uh the guy you should be talking about to making Russ game look the way it is is Anthony Davis. He hasn't been there. Their offense was made for Russell Westbrook to attack and the big man lay back and then you can kick it out to Anthony Davis. He he's not there and he when he is there, he's playing garbage. So that changes everything. You want Russell Westbrook to be a Lamborghini and sit on the ten in traffic. It don't work like that. You just can't make that man play like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. You said James can adjust to anybody. Good. Adjust to the game with Russell Westbrook just running like Mike, he Mike, Mike, just really, really quick here. I just to want to jump in, and then Alan wants to go.
1: On hold, hold on a second. I, I, I'm curious. Why does LeBron have to adjust to somebody, and why don't people adjust this idea that let's make our best player accommodate our third best player? That seems like crazy talk to me.
0: Well, and I, That's what they all say. Correct. So sometimes LeBron has to adjust. It's just the way it is. Anthony Davis is not the same guy that they brought Russell Westbrook to play with. He's just not that same guy. He hasn't even been there.
2: Michael. Michael. Here. Here's the key. Uh, and I. I think sometimes we get lost in all the details. Right. The key is this: just win, and nobody's going to say anything. And, and if you're do. If you're doing your part to help your team win. That's a big part of it. If you look at what Russell Westbrook does on a night-in, night-out basis, and I'm not – listen, we've talked about – Travis and I have been very critical on Anthony Davis. In order to be a – what was it Brian Windhorst said? He's an inconsistently great player. That's not a good description. If you're a guy like Anthony Davis, you do not want to be described as a great player who's inconsistently great. That's not a good combo. But there are a lot of games where you see Russ and it's – he is on a different wavelength of everybody else. He's on a different page. It's like Russ, why are you taking that shot? Russ, why do? Is no it all on question. Russ? No, it's not. There's plenty no of possessions. Question. Ad, why are you complaining to the ref that you got hit in the face and the play is going on? It's a four on five why break are you and twenty five feet from the basket. Every player has a piece of <laughs> right. it, but I think there is, you know, the the using the game as the Knicks as an example, it was clear. The Lakers have a better shot of closing out this game if Russell Westbrook's sitting on the sidelines. It was clear in that game. Now, tonight that might change. Tonight you might have the Milwaukee Bucks that end up, you know, you got to have Russ in the game because he's having a good night. But, I, I, you know, the I hate the whole pointing fingers thing. If this team just all we care about is winning, then everybody's going to shut the hell up. The problem is they haven't been winning they haven't been doing it on a consistent basis. One more quick call here. Los Angeles and
1: Nicholas. Nick, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up?
4: Hey, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Buzz. How are you guys doing?
1: All right. Hey, uh, lots of love for the
4: show. First of all, you know, it's seriously the best show since uh, the most authentic show, I have to say, in Los Angeles. And I've listened to sports radio for 30 years since uh, Joe McDonald and Buck Corian rocked it, you know, back in the day. Thanks. Lots of love for you, Travis. UCSB in the house, my brother.
1: Go, Gauchos. And uh, I'm.
4: Hey, go Gouges! And I actually met you a couple years ago at, at at the ESPN event at the boat. And as oh, you know, no way! Uh, <laughs> lot, yeah, lots of LA sports memories are, are you know, or for me are attached to that place. As you know, that place is always rocking in the playoffs, whether it be Dodgers or Lakers. Or the, I was there for the Rams l- uh, last week, so it's a great place. Uh, any awesome. events? Um, you know, I want to say that you know I know it's gonna sound crazy. I was gonna sound, like, I'm gonna sound like a little bit like John Ireland, who I love as well. But you know, nobody wants to play the Lakers in the in the playoffs. I you know, to me the key is still health. If if LeBron and AD are are healthy. Uh, they're gonna, they're they're a match, a mismatch nightmare for any team in the NBA. Still, you know that includes the, the Nick. Warriors. I don't
1: mean to cut you off, but I want I want to answer your question, and and I'll, I want I want to literally take Nick's question and throw it at you. Do you do you still believe that? Do you think that the Suns and the Warriors and even really anybody else is looking at that Laker team, this Laker team, the way they played this year and saying. Yep. I don't want that smoke. I, I, I do not want to play those guys. Do you, I, it just doesn't feel like in a vacuum, yeah, but having seen nearly 60
2: games, no. Let, let me give you an example. If the Suns get to pick between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Lakers, I do think they would say, we'll take the Minnesota Timberwolves. You know, We'd rather have them. Sure. But the Lakers, they have to prove – that they would be somebody that somebody doesn't want to face. So these last 28 games, when you actually play good opponents, you could start making a case over these 28 games, hey, we'd really prefer not to play the Lakers, or you are exactly what you've been all season. couple games above, couple games below, injury, this guy in, this guy out, bench a player that's making $40-plus million 1000000 dollars That could also play its course over the final 28 games.
1: All right, coming up next, I want to tell you another thing about the boat that Nick just mentioned there that's very, very important, plus the dump. Coming up, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
3: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
1: All right, so the first item in the dump, I need to get this off my chin t- because it's like trying to hold in a sneeze. You know how you just don't feel right the rest of the day? That, like, I need, I need to get it out. And, and our last caller, Nick, was talking about this place in – I think it's technically in Pasadena, but it's on the Pasadena-Arcadia border where we used to go to Little League games afterwards, and you'd hang out. It's called The, called the Boat. We did a remote there a few years ago as well. Um, Al, they have this bread. That comes okay. out warm with this like this melted cheese on. stuff on top Come of on, it man. that I could eat several loaves of it along the way. I just I need I need the
2: world to know about okay, the cheesy are, bread at the boat. Are you a fan of when you go to a restaurant? Do you want the bread or do you not want the bread? I want it. Okay. I do you have it. any control with the bread?
1: No. So here, here, here's my strategy. Do, do you, you see bread. where I'm going here? I know because... exactly where you're going. Okay. You, you, you eat too much, and then your entree comes. You're like, yeah, I'm really not feeling this anymore. I mean, then you
2: eat it, but it's like, okay, I just you stuffed myself enjoy with six pieces of bread. <laughs> exactly.
1: So I am a, and I, I just this is a, my game plan. Mm-hmm. What, whether it's a basket or a loaf or whatever they bring to the table, we're going to do it once. The trouble is when they come back and say, would you like us to bring more bread? The answer sure. has to be no. Because even if it's just you and your significant other or you bring the whole family, everybody's going to get a piece or two. It's when you get into the threes, fours, and beyond that that's a problem. Is that a good strategy?
2: That's a good – That's yeah. That's As long as you're reasonable with it because if you're not reasonable, you just end up eating all this freaking bread. And then you have two or three other dishes coming out and you can't enjoy it the rest of the way. By the way, uh, some of those dishes that you come out – bread is used you can kind of dip the bread in there i mean you just yeah just well gotta... there's there's usually a sauce right yeah. and you can take yeah. a piece of bread
1: and go around the edge of the plate and get all that sauce that's in the yeah. corner it's like your own little personal edible sponge it's just a, it's, it's a wonderful thing to
2: have just, just an fyi um it sounds like the fbi is coming in rookie <laughs> in the door right now i was just letting you know for Maybe all heard I about know, your tax return for all i know there's a drug bust going on <laughs> and he is the last person to hold off the fbi that's all i know
1: All right, happy birthday to Rams punter Johnny Hecker. Um, Johnny Hecker, when the Rams showed up, Mm -hmm. other than Aaron Donald, was probably their best player, right? Todd Gurley was still relatively new. We were kind of getting to know him. Johnny Hecker's season this season has been really strange, Al, because for the longest time, Johnny Hecker was the automatic answer to who's the best punter in the NFL. Oh, it's Johnny Hecker. Just Mm -hmm. you keep it moving. You don't even think Mm -hmm. about it. Last couple – he he was fighting for his job in the preseason with Bohorquez, and he wins the job, and through probably three-quarters of the season, he wasn't very good. And then all of a sudden in the playoffs, he turned into Johnny Hecker again. He's been an incredible weapon for them uh, during the
2: postseason. I know we don't talk about it, and this is just – it's not sexy and appealing. Special teams – coming up on Sunday. <laughs> you know, that's, it, it could be the difference between the game or not. And that's, it's just not an appealing, sexy thing to talk about. But, man, how many times are games determined by your punter and I your kicker?
1: I really wish you hadn't said that because, okay, now you're going to make me say it. I'm just saying. No, I know you're just saying, but I, I don't like it out in the universe because here's the truth. Matt Gay really didn't miss a kick all season long. It yep. was automatic. Boom, good, boom, good. Automatic he little missed pressure. He, he missed against the bucks a little pressure he, he missed against the 49ers i'm just saying this is a guy that was money in the bank now he made some big kicks against the niners and the bucks too so he's making them but uh i really wish you hadn't said that happy birthday to composer John Williams. If you have a song from a movie that you like, John Williams wrote it, composed it, conducted it. That's kind of the real Superman, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park,
2: Harry Potter. Any of those that you know, he did it. That's a pretty good legacy to have. Uh, Other works, just the 1984 Summer Olympics, (laughs) NBC Sunday Night Football, just uh, (laughs) Lost in Space. Uh, Let's see what else we have here. Schindler's List. I don't know. Maybe you've heard of that. Yep. Yep. yeah and not a bad not a bad career how many
1: Oscars does he have like 43 44 I, 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 I kind of lost ground when you could just kind of line them up in your garage like my wife uses Santa's you've had uh, a lot of a lot of Oscars along the way better call Saul premiered on this day in 2015 I know we're both big fans of that 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 might be number two spinoff show of all time. I'm not saying it's not the best watch, but most successful. Uh, It's got to probably be Frasier from Cheers, because that Frasier ran for another 10 or 12 years or what it is. But as far as uh, – why do I always forget his name? Jimmy – I know it's an Irish name. Jimmy McGill. Jimmy McGill. That's it. The Jimmy McGill's character, Better Call Saul, just a terrific show.
2: By the way, if you would have thought after uh, Breaking Bad, hey, you can have a spinoff – who would it be? I thought it was so creative that that's the route that they went. Right, him and, I think and Mike. Right, yeah. And Mike, Ermer, yeah. he's a
1: great character too. He's such a great actor, been around forever.
2: Just I got to awesome. catch up. I don't think I caught up on all the episodes. So
1: Amazon debuted their new logo for Thursday Night Football. Um, try again.
2: Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Try again. Yeah, just 100% it's okay. Try again. You know,
1: good first try. Let's go try that again. I think that's probably. I the actually best way like I'm the saying. way
2: you just said that. It's yeah. You know, you don't win every time. Try yeah. again. No, Bezos. The problem is, people get so stubborn. They're like, yeah. "No, this is what we're using."
1: All right, keep listening. The rest of the day, you got a chance to qualify to win big game tickets. Mason and Island, Sedano and capsley and I all over the Lakers tomorrow. Further into Super Week, it is Trav and Slee seven ten ESPN.